What is up, everyone? It is your host, Aaron Karras, once again, with another episode of the Karras and Tercius podcast. With me, man, Chris and Tercius, how you doing, bro? Doing well, buddy. How you doing? Doing good. Fantastic. Even though we're recording this kind of late. Sorry, <laughs> you know, we were busy doing other, you know, personal, personal things. things. But we also have our most frequent special guest, my dad, David Karras. How you doing, dad? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you for the invitation. You're always welcome. He's a, He's literally the third member of the podcast but he doesn't <laughs> he's a third member but he doesn't know it yet he's gonna he's gonna be like oh <laughs> next thing you know he's gonna be like the person that's here all the time right he's a here now so it's okay he is a here now so <laughs> hey he can do whatever he wants but you know enough blabbering let's talk about these dang champions of the games and first we're gonna be talking about manchester city versus borussia Dortmund ending 2-1 um, yeah, I was actually kind of shocked about this game because during this game, I didn't really, you know, I was expecting Man City to dominate this game, but Dortmund put up a pretty good fight against the, one of the better teams in Europe. And, yeah, yeah. I was kind of shocked. Yeah, I was surprised because uh, Man City had, you know, even though they went up going first uh, or scoring the first goal in this match, mm-hmm. Dortmund, you know, was had some chances. Um, Holland missed a couple as well when he, when he bodied Ruben Diaz. Made him like a small little boy, <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, you know, it was a, it was a pretty entertaining game. You know, it was the same time as the Madrid and the and the other ones. So it was kind of hard to, to watch both at the same time, right? But it was uh, but it was definitely a, a good one to watch. And you know, Phil Foden had missed a couple chances too, but good for him and for City to be able to score one at the end. But overall, great game. Happy to see my boy Marco Royce on the score sheet as well. So, uh, yeah, not gonna lie, his goal was very nice. Oh yeah, that pass that Holland gave him too was was perfect. Ran right to his path. All he had to do was tuck it away. So yeah. good, good for uh, Dortmund to get the away goal. But unfortunate for them to to come out at the end losing. But you know, good for Man City, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think overall that you know Man City they did their style, they did their possession, which you know I think I don't have the stats in front of me, but obviously they had a high demand. They had a lot of uh, possession of the ball and. You know, typical Man City dominating, but like I said, you know, one or two mistakes, yeah. and one of them cost them gold. Which, I mean, people think that maybe in the second half, but I, I just don't see. I think it's going to be the same, similar style. I think it'll be maybe one-one or something like that. But I don't see them losing right. at, over there at their at, at Dortmund's home. So I think you know, Man City should eventually still go through. Like I say, it was going to be tight. No, it won't be a blowout because. Um, unless they take the, uh, Man City takes advantage of all the chances they had because they had a lot of chances. Yeah. But they just couldn't put it away. It's just like left, right, but never on target. So right. uh, I think if they put some, then it could be a blowout or it will be again a close 1 1 or maybe 2 2 or whatever. But it won't be, I don't see Man City losing. Yeah, yeah. I agree on that. And going on your point, Man City, you know, they did have a lot of chances and they did miss a lot. Um, even though they were able to capitalize on two of them, I felt like they could have expanded their um, the gap, the lead more. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, we say it all the time, you have to capitalize your opportunities. And it's just, you know, eminent that, yes, even though the, quote unquote, the best team in Europe, um, you know, Dortmund's not an easy test. You know, yeah. they gave Bayern a hard time for hell, the first half and when they faced them. So you never know. This team, they can switch on at any time, and they can give these big teams a hard time. Right, right. I agree. What did you think about uh, the disallowed goal Ooh. that uh, Bellingham Yeah, um, I saw. Mm. That was a questionable. But yeah. I, he did come with the cleats 
up. Yeah. You know, obviously coming from a referee position, it, 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 he did come with the cleats up yeah. and the goal is kicking it. So, yeah, that's definitely a, a foul. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. on that. Yeah. I, I, think, yeah, I think it could have gone either way. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, I was yeah, like, really, really close. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, for them, it was outside the box. So, you know, even though it was kind of questionable, it's not as if the, 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 the ref could have gone to VAR since it was committed outside the box right. that's one of the things now which is yeah which is pretty crazy but but yeah you yeah. know it, it, it was it was close i don't think i don't even know if he hit him but it was just the intention exactly yeah, yeah. and he the, the goalie did sell it kind of like oh, oh he yeah he me. sold it perfectly yeah that was that was that was the thing because if you wouldn't have if it was just kind of like oops then it would have been a goal but right. yeah from the angle that i saw yeah the guy comes with his cleats up and the goalie is obviously going forward so yeah you know it's just it was close, but it, he didn't. I don't think he hit him. Yeah, but still, it's right. the intention. Right, so, right. Yeah, the intention oh, is well. what mattered. But for yeah, sure. it was a really good game. Um, excited for the second leg. Oh yeah, um, it's gonna be insane. Back in uh, Germany, it's gonna be a really, really intense Signally leg. Signally, do not park. Yep, you gotta yeah. live. So on to the next game, which was probably the most disappointing <laughs> performance I have seen. Uh, it was. Um, Real, was Madrid. It? Real Madrid versus Liverpool, versus Liverpool. Yeah, and Real Madrid winning three to one. Yeah. And what what what's going on? Liverpool's defense was absolutely woeful. Yeah, the first half allowing giving essentially Real Madrid two free goals. Yeah, and it was just Trent. It just proves that why he's not in. He wasn't you know the England national team. He just proves that you know because he made two mistakes ball watching on the first one when you know Vinicius Jr. was running behind uh, Phillips you yeah. saw him and you didn't react and the really crappy header that he gave back to Allison that essentially you just took around him right it was just like what are you doing like yeah. you have to be confident in those positions right. against Real Madrid you can't make those mistakes because they're Real Madrid they're not a bad they're not a bad team it's just if you give them free layups, of course they're gonna score. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, they got the t- you know, even though uh, it was, I guess what surprised me most about this game is that Vinicius had a brace. <laughs> yes, you know, I think uh, we've, we've, all... been, we've literally been chatting crap about him this entire podcast that we can't finish. Oh yeah, and and you know, and he hasn't been able to finish, but you know, Ramage has been is in a good position in the league and obviously in Champions League with this, you know, the three with you know going up three one. So you know, at least for him, you know, he he made it. He scored when it counted most, right. at least so far. So let's hope he forgets how to finish on 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 Saturday. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, good for him because you know it's not just us. You know, bad mouthing Vinicius. Everyone was was saying, oh my gosh, this, this kid can't finish. You know, and you know, good for him. He got the the two goals. The first one, uh, perfect run. You know, yeah. Trent was ball watching, but what you know was really nice too was the ball that Cruz just just played to him right in his path. It was perfect, you know. Mm. Making sure that that was the the right pass is is half of the job right there itself. So it was a great assist for for Cruz, who's been playing well as well. So, uh, but yeah, you know, obviously as Barca fans, a little disappointed to see them get the win. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, Liverpool gifted them this game. What I think was what kind of. Going into the game, I was thinking, you know, oh my gosh, Ramos and Varane are out. You know, that's not going to be a good thing for uh, for Madrid. But uh, but Militao and Nacho played well. Luis uh, Vasquez had a good game as well. Mm-hmm. And then you know, thinking about Liverpool, they had Phillips and Kabak, and that's a lot worse than having Militao <laughs> and that's Nacho in your back. That's line, literally so. worse than that. But I want to ask my dad a question. <laughs> yeah. So with the, him having the stats up, 
and seeing that Liverpool only produced one shot on target this entire game. <laughs> what's going on with the Liverpool strike force and like what's happening with that? Um, I mean, like, like we saw them last year. Basically, you know that they're a team that likes to go forward and they feed from the fans. Like when they're at home, they're a different animal. Yeah. And when they're on the road, they were not very, very good even last year. I think they were okay, but at home, they were just a different team. They never, you know. So I think right now it's just a confidence factor. You know, like, you know, you being a forward, you know that if, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's things, if you're not feeling it, you know, oh, yeah. it's just one of those like you just like questioning questioning everything that you do you do this oh maybe it's, maybe it's not gonna be instead of taking a shot no I, I've been missing let me just pass it or you do that extra pass instead of saying you know what I'm good let's just take a shot and whatever but I think it's just those are the things they just also their midfields are not um, they're not being as aggressive I think just last year I just used to see them they were just like tigers man they just attack and attack and attack and they made you made a lot of mistakes like right off the 18 so they will capitalize on a lot of those mistakes and this yeah. year they're not getting those free opportunities so now they have to work extra hard so yeah it takes a toll on it and i think that's part of the reason why they receive the stats of one shot that's unheard of <laughs> yeah and i think one of the and you know in the first half they didn't have a single shot on target uh liverpool didn't and then you know obviously keita was playing in that in that you know midfield role and then as soon as they took him out, put in Thiago. It's they seem, you know, a lot better with Thiago in the midfield than than Kate. Obviously, he's a lot better player, you know, uh, a lot more, you know, confident on the ball, can play you a good ball as well. Um, not someone that you'd expect to lose the ball. In the first half, Liverpool couldn't string like three or four passes together. You know, they, they were literally just giving the ball away, yeah. which made things easier for Madrid to control the game, settle it down, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Real Madrid can do that thing, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So. So it was it was really different, and what surprised me too in the second half was it was a really nice play. I forget what what the play was, but Diego Jota, uh, Jota had the ball at his feet, could have taken a strike at goal, and instead he tries to play it to to Sadio Mane, who got closed down by by Mendy, and uh, you know he had a brace against Liverpool at the weekend. You know I would think, you know I'd imagine it's like you got all the confidence in the world right now, you yeah. know. Use take that shot against Real Madrid. It, it could go in, and then that could have tied the the game two to two at that point. It would have been a different game as well. This, this is what I'm talking about, you know, the confidence, right? Yeah. I mean, why would you do an extra pass when you already have it? I mean, most people say like, take this shot. If yeah. you're close by, you have to take the shot. Shoot, I'm can't. not a striker, and I know I would have taken yeah. that shot. You know, and I'm not. I'm not even the, the best finisher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I was if I was in that situation, I would have taken the shot too, because I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and I just don't understand like. They're in. They're so inconsistent this season. Yeah. Once, like against Arsenal, when we were praising them, yeah. how good they played against Arsenal. Then you go midweek, and you get absolutely annihilated by Real Madrid. Right. And you know, Trent, I think is mainly the wingbacks. Robertson and Trent just being really inconsistent this entire season. You see him have you know Trent playing well against Arsenal. Then you come here and he allows two unerring mistake two two mistakes. Next thing you know, they get two goals. Yeah. Right. And it's just you know, what yeah. like, what's going on? And Klopp has to figure that out before you know next match because hey, next thing you know they can be out of the Champions League. Right, for sure. And uh, you know, overall, um, even though Liverpool played pretty bad, I think Madrid played a, a, a really well game. You know, I thought they they did what they what they had to do, right. especially being at home. 
They uh, were up two one, conceded the the, the away goal, but were you know fortunate enough to get that last one. Yeah, by Vinicius again. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that goal was. Allison should have said that. Yeah, Allison should have said that. Someone, I think it was, I don't know if it was Kabak or Phillips, but he should have definitely closed down. Would have been a lot closer to Vinicius to not allow him to get the shot off. But you know, he took the shot and went in. Um, and the way that Madrid's playing right now, and the way that Barca's playing right now as well, at this point in the season, I think it's going to make for a really interesting and a really good game on Saturday. But obviously, we'll get to that later. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think it was an overall good game by Madrid. Good for them, you know. Um, you can tell that they're they're playing differently now. Um, even the last game against Abad and some of the other teams, other games have been playing. They've seen a lot more confident on the ball, especially in their midfield. Okay. And uh, the use you know, of having Benzema back and you know Vinicius probably get some confidence going forward now after having two important goals. So we'll see how far they go in the Champions League this season. So it'll be good. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So yep. on to the next game, which was Porto versus Chelsea. Chelsea winning this game two nil. Um, yeah, knock on my this game, the scoreline doesn't represent how the game was. In my opinion, this game was a lot more wide open. Yeah. Um, Porto had definitely had a, so many chances to score, and Chelsea they capitalized on their chances. Um, Mason Mount scoring a really nice goal, but not gonna lie, that keeper should have saved that on the near. Yeah. He was so close on the near post. He literally like committed the near post, and he just went far post. Couldn't obviously outstretched. Obviously, couldn't reach the ball going in the far corner. That turn was sick, though. That turn was sick. That was a, <laughs> Jorginho, That was a fine pass. Yeah. That was a fine pass by Jorginho. But not gonna lie, after that sh- shot, Porto really had most of the chances. Yeah, in my sure. opinion, mm-hmm. like Porto had a lot more. Sh- they had more shots. They had more opportunities, and they just looked like a better team, in my opinion. Yeah, Porto. You know, and it's not as if you know on 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 paper they're home, but they're playing this game in Sanchez Pijuan in Seville. Um, they're playing at Sevilla's uh, home pitch, so uh, obviously there's no like home foot advantage or something. Like that. The, both teams have to travel. Correct. So you know the fact that Chelsea kind of got, I wouldn't say outplayed. I think they they were able to absorb the pressure a bit, but they did allow Porto to take you know a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. And luckily they weren't a better. It, they were they weren't playing against a better team that has a lot better strikers. I think if they would have played like a like a Bayern or a PSG this round, even Man City, that, you know, and if, and if they played like they did this game, they definitely would have got punished a lot more than what they did. And uh, luckily for them, you know, they had the goal that, the the Mason Mount goal, uh, Chilwell got the second one, uh, Pulisic hit the post in the second mm-hmm. half as well when he came in. So I think the reason as to why Chelsea won this game is because, you know, obviously they have better quality players. Um, but again, like you said, it doesn't defy how this game went. Portugal definitely came out with a 2-2. Shoot, they might even won, you know, 3-2 or something. So, yeah. Yeah, I want to ask my dad the question, you know, <laughs> since he picked Porto to oh, yeah, this yeah, round. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about their performance this game? I mean, like I said, the, the, the stats kind of, you know, they don't set the, the real thing behind, you know, once you look at the game, when I saw the highlights, I mean, it just, you can see, and when I saw the reviews, you can see that people are saying that, Porto just didn't finish. Yeah. You know, like I said, they had chances, but they just didn't finish. So if they would have, you know, capitalized on one or two of those opportunities, you know, could have looked at a, like you say, maybe a two-two or maybe even a Chelsea three-to-two or something. But even that, I think just scoring one or two goals would have given them that chance. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough goal. You know, the fact that they're playing on a neutral place is kind of like a. There's no advantage for either team. So I think you know, Porto. Porto will have a, a chance to do to re, redeem itself, and I just think that they'll win 
the next one, either two to one or, oh, yeah. or you know, obviously I think Chelsea still will move forward, you know, but I think they'll on um, the next game Porto will win some, you know, either two to one or something, but. I think Chelsea would move forward. Still. Yeah. yeah, I think they were just unlucky this game too. You know, obviously yeah. they can mm-hmm. they can surprise teams as they did when they knocked out Juventus. Right. So you know anything can happen, and especially if Chelsea plays this way as well. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny because both of these teams going forward aren't the best. <laughs> right. So you know it, it definitely made this tie a bit interesting. But but yeah, like we we're saying, if if Porto definitely took advantage of those opportunities, it would have been a, a much different game. It could have yeah. been a tie. You know, first leg, you know, make it a lot more interesting than the second leg. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, anything can happen. You know, it's not the first time we've seen it. Yeah, come definitely back. not the first thing that happened. But, yeah, I just feel bad for Porto because they, they're they a good team. They're a good team. They just couldn't capitalize on their opportunities. And it's just, you know, just sad. Yeah, because I just want to say something. I'm going to predict that Porto will score in the, in the first five minutes. We'll score a goal. That'll be, yeah, I can see that happening too, you know, yeah, cause they're gonna because they're going to throw numbers forward and stuff. And so. because, you know, the Chelsea likes to play from the back they're going to make a mistake and they're going to and Porter's going to make a couple make them pay for that and if they, oh my gosh that leg is going to be so good if they yeah. score in the first five minutes I oh my so. gosh I, I, I believe so I just see some, I just see it somebody making a you know bad pass somebody they're going to counter boom right there and you, know. you know and if that happens too you know it'll change the whole approach especially how uh, Chelsea is going forward you know you, you can't really rely yeah. this season you know on Werner, Havertz, those are guys that their numbers are low, you know. Right. So, so we'll see if uh, I hope they do score. I hope, first I, man, if they, <laughs> I'll be a great man, if, they, if they do that. Oh my god! Yeah. Literally, I'll be like on the edge of my seat. I'll be like, yeah. please. That's don't. definitely going to put the whole game into a new perspective. Right, right. They'll be like, imagine if Porto actually wins that. They'll right. be. You know Either how tough that would be? You know? Three nil. They had to be Chelsea three nil. Yeah, imagine how you know tough. You know, as like from a neutral standpoint, watching the Bayern second leg PSG game and watching the Porto Chelsea game. Oh yeah, my gosh, that's good. You'd be like, uh, but speaking of Bayern and PSG, that is the next game, and wow, what a, what game. a game! Man, literally, <laughs> just what a game! Wow. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to seeing that. I think I don't think they're disappointed. Oh Even no. though with the weather being yeah. as bad as it was, right. They did not disappoint. I mean, I think if the weather would have been better, I mean, it would have been even a better game. Right, I, I agree. Mean, they just, it was like back and forth chances. I mean, obviously, um, Bayern dominated most, you know, possession and all that. But when Chelsea, I mean, when uh, PSG got their chances, oh my God, they made they made Bayern pay, you know, playing that high pressure. So, right. you know, they have the speed and all that. So I think with PSG, you just got to be careful. When you've given right. that much space, and they on the counter, they're very dangerous. So yeah, we right. we saw it twice on the counter. Yeah, yeah. on the first goal when um, oh. they were able to get through the press, and Neymar gave the ball was uh, driving at um, Sule and just gave it to uh, Mbappe. I don't know what Noy was doing, why he was anticipating that Mbappe went far post, yeah. and then it just goes near post and it dribbles in. Yeah. and I'm like. But it was such a hard shot. I yeah. mean, he really blasted it. Blasted, but I think yeah. you said you're right. The call it was. Get, guess him to go oh he's gonna go cross cross right. and then they're like oh shit and then he went right between his legs right. like, oh but it was so hard like, yeah he didn't have a hard way because the weather and oh, everything, yeah. with the, with everything, the everything that oh. could have gone in the forwards favor that's why the ball right. remained so it's just but it, you know hey, yeah. hey you have to take shots to score so exactly yeah you know yeah, that's yeah. what he's good at so yeah and then, the sec- good. and then the second goal they scored was off the set was a cross from Di maria out and then neymar putting in an anticipated ball yeah. to marquinhos, marquinhos. <laughs> just one-on-one with neuer <laughs> literally uh alaba kept um marquinhos on 
onside, yeah. easy finish, up 2-0. Oh, you're thinking, oh, PHG is going to win this game. Right. They're going to win this game 3-0. Bayern start coming back. Right. Then you just start seeing Bayern with how many shots did Bayern have this game? 31, right? Uh, according to the stats, he had, they had 31 shots. Yeah, crazy. 12 on target, so... Yeah, that just kind of I mean, sums, sums up the game for Bayern, you know. And even back to that Marquinhos goal, you know, as a center back, you know, he's center back, center defensive mid. He was so composed. Yeah. Like, he, was, he literally opened up his hips and just passed it into the back of the net, you know. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I was watching it. I was like, oh, he's probably going to miss. And then he goes, and I was like, wow. And then you see it in slow motion. You see him take a, a solid first touch, set himself right, pass it in the back of the net. I was like, oh, damn, right. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we got, and at the end of the day, I think we can both agree that if this was, you know, even though Chupo Moting had a good game, scored a goal, if Robert Lewandowski was in this game, oh. Bayern would have definitely put away a good three, four, five, maybe even six of those chances. Oh my God, they had so many crosses. And yeah. I mean, the goalie was just like, I mean, the ball would just land on his hand, luckily. Yeah. I mean, if they would have gone a little to the right or left, there would have been goals. But yeah. literally, all the crosses, they will... The headers will come right at on him. You know, right. he didn't have to do much work. So all the balls came right at him. So, you, right. you know, like you say, if somebody else would have just touched the ball a little bit to the right or the left, we yeah. have a different story. So that's why some of the um, the people that they talked to, they were saying that even though they lose in three two, they still see Bayern. yeah, they still see Byron going to uh, PSG's home and yeah. and beating them over there. Yeah, they're definitely gonna come back and, and throw oh, yeah. a bunch of stuff at oh, yeah, yeah, PSG because they, they know that they they and like I said, now I see Bayern scoring in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, Bayern will ha- will I see them scoring and making a very interesting game. Right, right. Yeah, and then you know it it all also depends on how PSG comes out this game too because we saw this when they put against Barcelona in the in the yeah. in the previous round. You know they annihilated them in the first leg. Second leg, they, they hardly could get the ball to Mbappe, who yep. was uh, the most threatening player, with because obviously Neymar was out. But you know, it all really depends on how PSG set up for this game as well. Right. Um, but yeah, Bayern can't rule them out. They they're definitely gonna throw everything they have at PSG, and mm-hmm. you know, I think I still think they can advance. Yeah. Do you see? I didn't see. De, was De Maria there? I didn't even. De Maria see. played. Yeah, 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 yeah. De Maria I, played. I didn't even. He, I mean, I didn't hear too much about it. He assisted the third goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. really? Yeah. Because they left so many gaps open, oh, so it just okay. allowed you know if you get the ball to De Maria, Neymar, and Mbappe, yeah. they have so much space oh, yeah. and they can you know take okay. up all that space and and that was the issue that that you know bit Bayern in the in the behind. So I mean, Bayern doesn't even have fat, they don't have fast center backs besides yeah. Alaba. They don't really have pacey center backs. Yeah. Jerome Boateng. Jerome Boateng versus Mbappe, that's not going to end well. And we saw that on the third goal, it didn't end well. He actually tracked back pretty, pretty nicely. He jammed out nicely, but he got, he got cut. I think what, it, what his issue was that, you know, he saw Alaba coming back. And obviously, you know, the thing with, with Mbappe too, you can't, you can't give him too much space. And you also can't be right up on him, you know. He's one of those. One of those guys that, you know, you, you kind of just, either you anticipate it. You know, anticipate and be close enough that you can anticipate the pass, or you give him a bit, a bit, you know, amount of space so that if he takes a touch right by you and he zooms by you, you're, you're in the dust. You know, right. and the perfect example is that you know I don't know if you remember in the 2018 World Cup when it was him against Marcos Rojo mm-hmm. against Argentina, Marcos Rojo had literally had uh, you know a, a head start and Mbappe just still zoomed right by him and then he for some reason tackled him in the box and he was going <laughs> out. No, he wasn't even going towards goal. So I think that's the issue with Mbappe is that you can't just you have to give him a bit. You know some space, but you can't give him too much if that makes sense. So it's it's just a hard guy to, to defend. Yeah. But uh, 
But yeah, I think, uh, you know, and Alaba was checking back, and I think he thought that Alaba was going to close down, you know, just to basically do like a 2v1 type thing, and then you just isolate him, and then, you know, plays over it. But Alaba slowed down. By that point, Mbappe took a touch in, struck it between his legs, went in your post. So it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a nice strike, but, you know, I feel like the PSG players, I feel like the scoreline also does not justify the the game itself. Bayern completely dominated PSG. The difference is that PSG capitalized on the chances they had, yep. and Bayern obviously did not do that. So, right. well, obviously PSG is known for their counterattack play, right? And it just showed that they're clinical in right. the counterattack. You can't give if you get them on the counter, PSG will score on you pretty much most of the time. Right, and I think it also proves how underrated Navas is. You know. This man had so many saves, you know. He's the reason, in my opinion, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons why they're still in this, you know, because yeah. he keeps keeping them in the game. You know, there's plenty of times where Goretzka had a header that he saved, you know. Uh, Chupa Moting had chances. Yep. Uh, Thomas Muller, you know. And I feel like in the second leg, they are going to need a bit more um, from Coman and Sané. I feel like they kind of... That wasn't really too con- convinced by them this game. I think they played okay, but I feel like they definitely could have done a lot more. Right. But they're yeah. gonna need more, more, more of that in the next leg. And I think also, like you say, when PSG play Barcelona, they're not a team that is consistent in playing multiple games at a high level. Like this was a perfect. They played it well, and I believe they're gonna choke and they're gonna play pretty bad, make yeah. mistakes, and I think Byron will beat them through the one. Ooh, eee, all right. Eee, okay, three to one. Three to one. <laughs> Woo. He did say that this game was this this affair was gonna be high scoring. Yeah, yeah. He did. I thought it was gonna be low scoring. We were too. We thought it was gonna be low scoring. He said it was high scoring. Yeah. He he was not wrong. He, he was spot on. Oh, but the, with the, with the, with all those chances they got, oh, yeah. I think I have a good chance of. It could be more than three one, but I'm going. Oh, it could have been more than three one. <laughs> this game was so awesome. You know, I had I had both monitors up. I had you know the Bayern Munich game and the Porto Chelsea game, uh-huh. and. I kind of forgot the Porto Chelsea game was even on because <laughs> oh, you know you honestly couldn't take your eyes off the off the screen. You know this game was just so good, yeah. and you know like we were saying earlier, you know I wish the weather was a lot nicer. You know I wish like a dry pitch. You know obviously you can wet it before the game and be you know a lot better, but yeah, but yeah. Obviously the, the the conditions of this game didn't help, but uh, at least it didn't help Neuer. Yeah, but it didn't yeah. seem Neuer seemed didn't. to not affect Navas whatsoever. So yeah, yeah Neuer. <laughs> I want to like Neuer didn't have, like in big games Neuer he's shaky. Yeah. Like when he plays for Germany, and big games they play for Bayern, he's kind of shaky at times, yeah. and he's just you know, you never know. But yeah, PSG just capitalized on their opportunities. Like literally, I looked at the stats. PSG had six shots, five on target, and three of the goals went yeah. in. <laughs> so that's literally sixty percent conversion right. on your shots on target. Like that's pretty good. Like. They just capitalized on the chances. And Bayern, they hit, what, 12 shots on target? They only had two in. Out of 31 shots yeah. and 12 on target. Like, that's domination. Yeah, they had so many opportunities. And one that will, the one that, I feel like the one where I realized that Bayern wasn't going to come back and tie it up was the one that Thomas Miller had on, on like, the, maybe, like, right by that PK spot. You know, he took a touch, and as he's turning, he, like, uh, he slips, he slips and he it. hits it with his right foot, and it comes off his left foot, uh, left foot, and it and it just misses the goal. By, you know, barely. I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks like it's one of those days that it's just, not, it's just not going their day. Yeah. It's just not their day, not going yeah. their way. You know? It wasn't their day. So. It wasn't their But, yeah, that was literally the game of the week. Yeah. Probably the game of the 
turn game of the tournament because yeah. it was insane. Weeks was second leg. The <laughs> second, <laughs> if the second leg is just as good as this one, it's we are definitely going to be. Oh, we oh, yeah. we know oh, it's going to yeah. be good, but with our hopefully better weather. Yeah, and the perform- I think that we'll definitely see a, yeah. a nice game as well. Yeah, but just hope it doesn't snow in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> snow in Paris it's gonna be, in April. Yeah, it's gonna be like a monsoon in in Paris or something. <laughs> Man, I'll crazy. be, I'll, I'll be, be like, yo, global warming. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, that was it for the Champions League this week. Now we're going on to Europa League. Oh yeah, and Europa League quarterfinals. Hey, gotta love it. First game that we're gonna talk about is Arsenal versus Slavia Prague, mm-hmm. and man. The gunner shot themselves in the foot. Arsenal did an Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Oh uh, Arsenal. Literally, Arsenal scores in what, the 86 or 87 minutes? 86 minutes. Yeah. 86 minutes. Nicholas Pepe. It was actually a really good goal. He um, chip, little dink, yeah. Yeah, lovely little dink over the, over the keeper. Aubameyang yeah. gives him a good ball. And next thing you know, off across, what is it, Cedric? Let's his man yeah, go by dude, him. Exactly. And literally... Yeah. 90, uh, 93rd minute yeah, one minute before stop oh my god that and Bert Leno tries to get it up but it, he was already in the goal yeah, so it, yeah. it was like useless the header was pretty strong so it was yeah. just like hard to from that Push distance to kind of take it out so it's just yeah, yeah. yeah but like what's going on with Arsenal they lost to Liverpool 3-0 and they tied to Slavia Prague 1-1 at home what do you mean what's going on with Arsenal it's Arsenal <laughs> They're known for this stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding, some Arsenal fans. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the game for them to win. You know, we were, you know, we were watching the game, and uh, William hit the post off of a free kick. Lacazette had a one v one, could have just easily passed in the back of the net. Looks like he'd like miss hit the ball, or maybe try to be a little too fancy. Comes off the like the crossbar in the post, right where they, right where they, right where they meet. So, you know, it was there it was there to win, you know. Arsenal had a majority of the chances. Slavia Prague had a couple free chances also that they should have put away and done a lot better, but they didn't mm-hmm. until the ninetieth minute. Um, but yeah, just you know, they have to capitalize. That's their issue. I think that's one of the biggest issues this, this season also, is that they don't capitalize. Right. So that's the reason why they're sitting so low on the in the in the Prem this this year. Um, and yeah, they have to do better at that. And what's up with your boy, uh Obama ain't looking like Travis Scott out there. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what's up with that hair shot. I don't know why he did that. It looks terrible. I was like, Travis doesn't play soccer. Yeah, he, he, I don't know why he did that style. He should have just stuck with his normal hair. But right. yeah, Dad, I want you to get your uh, opinion on like what's going on with Arsenal. Like, why are they, you know, Mikel Arteta comes from Pep being the assistant. You would assume that, you know, by now he'll get something going. But what's going on with them? I think, like, um, I don't think it's the coach. I think it's just the players. They just, you know, obviously they've had, this is the later coach in the last four or five years. You know, since that, the guy that was there for, I don't know, 20 years, since yeah. he, was, he was there like almost 15, 20 years. And now they got the the guy that, what is his name? The Spanish guy. Arteta. From, no, the guy, Spanish oh, guy. Emery. Yeah, yeah, he was there for a season and a half. Gone. Now they have... Arteta now and he's doing for I mean a season and a half and he's doing the same thing nothing has changed I mean they I think they just need to clean house I mean they just need to get rid of all the big superstars and just start from the beginning and start building from up I think they just they they don't have an identity of what they're like to do I mean they I mean I remember when I used to see them against Barcelona like five like maybe six or seven years ago they had they had a possession. They were like a Barcelona, a mini Barcelona in the right. Premier. They will pass the ball. 
now obviously now Man City is the is the, the you know the tiki taka, but they would like I like the way they would play, play from the back. Mm. They were really good. Like I would say five or six years ago, and then I don't know. They just something just I don't I don't I don't know. It's just I can't really put my finger on it, but it's just like you know it's one of those things that I don't think you can bring even Pep Guardiola, and I don't think he will be able to help them because it's just that team is just so messed up mentally. You have to bring new, new, new bodies. You know, just some of those players are just like I don't know something about the system or the environment in there. They just their captain like a couple of games ago was like suspended. Wait, you know, against against them. Against yeah, Tottenham. I mean, about so me, the yeah. stupid little so I say stupid little things that they do like that is just something is going on behind the scenes that obviously we don't know because we're not there. But I don't know. It's just I can't really put my finger on you know. But it's just. I don't think that team can ever get. It's gonna take a miracle for them to get their act together. I believe so, mm. but I just don't see them ever, anytime recently, anytime soon with that with that team. I just don't see them changing. Yeah, because so. it's. I think it's another team also. Like we were talking about earlier, like Liverpool, yeah. just super inconsistent. You know. Yeah. One game they play well. The next game, it's as if they forgot how to, you know, pass the ball. So yeah. it's just that, like I said, it's not the coach. It's just, like I said, it's sometimes it's the responsibility of the players. Right. You need to either you need to own it. Right. I mean, you are a professional player, and it's just, it's just they sometimes. I, I just think that they take it for granted. Like ah, oh, you know, yeah, this is a game, whatever. You know, I, mean, I just don't think they bring it every day. You know, it's just right. they don't put that. You know, and sometimes you know, it bites you on the behind, and I think. Um, I just like I said regarding Arsenal, I just don't see them changing in any time in the next three or four, three to five years. They'll be the same, you know, me- mediocre. One team they'll kick everybody's butt. The next game they'll lose to the worst team, kind of thing. Right. So it's just it's kind of inconsistency. So that's all. That's what yeah, I say. I feel you on that, and that yeah. just shows in this game. Time one won the Slavia Prague, yep. and you should have dominated this game yeah and you should have had more chances and you should have finished your chances they did have more chances yeah they, they had more chances than they couldn't, couldn't finish exactly like you should be finishing with the players that they have they should be finishing those chances yeah. like I guess should be finishing that chance one-on-one you know William he had a good free kick but that should be going in and you should have you know dominated this game but you didn't and it just shows in the field and it's just you know it is what it is but hope you know just Arsenal Ars- has to go just, away. It's just Arsenal. It's just Arsenal. That's <laughs> just, just leave it like that. It's just Arsenal. But on to the next game, we have Granda versus Manchester United. Gringo. You're so gringo. It's Granada. 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 My bad. I say it one more time. Granada versus Manchester United. <laughs> there you go. There you go. With Man United <laughs> winning 2 0. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the host. Did your boy uh, Bruno Fernandes score another PK? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Not gonna lie, he did get elbowed in the face. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He got elbowed in the face and he went down and he scored a PK. He but that see. was a dribble. Was missed. Yeah, he was a dribbler. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, the keeper had it and he went in the goal. And I'm yeah. like, how's the yeah, score? Like, well, like, between he the scores like, every single pass. I, I think he's from the same country, so they're like, hey, I let you. Know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah, I'll help you out, bro. <laughs> literally, this I'll man scores you. every single penalty and literally. I don't understand how. Yeah, and yes. I'm like, I don't get it. But, yeah. but yeah, no. Man United, they looked at this game, dominated yeah. Gran- uh, Granada. There you, go. there you go, Granada. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but yeah, some big outs for the next game for United though. Um, yeah. McTominay, their starting CDM's out. 
Luke Shaw, their starting left back, is out, and Harry Ooh. Maguire, their captain, is yeah, out by cards. both getting yellows. All three of them got yellow cards this game, and they're out for the next match. Yeah. So that is massive. That's massive. Blood. Because now, who are you starting at left back? You're starting who? Delot. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting a lot of left back. Eric Bailly at center back. Matic. Matic. Ooh, oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, Matic got a card this game too. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he, at like oh the very gosh. end, Matic got a card too. Oh but I don't think he's God. out because he's has been Oh, not nah, yeah, because uh, someone else got a card earlier this game. Pogba. Pogba, you're right. Pogba, Pogba got, got a card. card. Wow. But yeah, all their players got cards this yeah. game. And I was like, what's going on? But I think, yeah, I think it was a good result for Man United away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously getting the. The second, the second goal definitely helps oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Knowing that you're gonna miss, you know, three, I guess you can starters. Yeah, three starters. Yeah, you know, three important players for your team. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, I think the first goal was lovely. I forget who mm-hmm. played him the ball. Was it McGuire? Someone played him. I the think ball. it was Lindelof. Lindelof. Oh, yeah, I think it right mm-hmm. was Lindelof. And oh my gosh, Radford. Radford's, Radford's touch. first touch was icy, perfect. Butter. Yeah, and then <laughs> his touch was better than his finish. You know, mm-hmm. he's got like a toe on it and went in, but the the the. The first touch was just master class, you know. Yeah, I was. Uh, and he, you, if you watch the highlights, you see him look where the keeper, where the goal is. Yeah. So he knows where his touch is going, exactly. and that's just literally finishing one on one. That's just technique. It was lovely. Technique. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was a lovely goal. Um, yeah, but yeah, very important. You know, two 0 win because we've seen, you know, Granada. Um, play some uh, some really impressive football this year. You know they almost knocked out Barcelona from the Copa del Rey. So you know two no, it's it's two no is dangerous. You know especially missing out those those big names in your in your starting eleven. So they might be able to to give Man U some yeah. So they might surprise them, give them a hard time at, at Old Trafford. But we'll see what happens. You know yeah. So that, so as a coach, how would you approach B with three starters being out your next game? You know, being such a cru- second leg of the quarterfinals of the Europa League, how would you approach that from that aspect, from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Well, I think I will be... I mean, obviously, you don't want to be too defensive, obviously, because you're home. So I think, you know, obviously, Manchester United is a more powerful team than Granada. So I think what I would recommend is just probably... Um, I would say the first 10, 15 minutes, I would play kind of like a 4-5-1 leave one forward a front just to kind of see what they throw at you and then from there if that's working i will stick with it but if it doesn't like if they get in close or if if they go score a goal then you kind of go and change your strategy to more like a four three three and just like listen guys forget it or maybe not even a three because i think well granada might have to make some changes and they're going to leave your forwards one-on-one so you might have to change your formation to four three three and just say, hey, listen, we could, I think I like my chances. Why forwards against your defenders? And we'll just say, you know what? If he gets 2-1, I can just see the coach changing it to 4-3-3 and say, okay, to the heck with it. Let's just let's go get him and just make them pay. And I think uh, that's what happened. But I think if he gets... I, I will see Manchester United starting with a more... I mean, even though in, on paper it'll be 4-3-3, but I think there'll be more... Mm-hmm. Their two wings will be more packed, and they'll be like it'll, it'll look more like a four-five-one kind of thing, and then, and then as things they'll build up, and then uh, you know to see what the other team is bringing, and then make some adjustments, and then they'll put uh, you know if they're playing man-to-man up front, they might just say okay, let's take our chance and let's do that. Yeah, because we've seen Granada friggin' um, 
put some goals away. They knocked out Napoli in the round of 32. So they're not an easy, you know, they can score goals. They scored yeah. three against Napoli. Right. So they, you can, they can easily come back and score three against United. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, that's who players up there. You know, Soledado was a veteran. Kennedy, who's also, you know, really, really, really good. He had a nice volley this game mm-hmm. um, from off of a corner kick. Left footed volley, that one. I mean, it was straight to the goalkeeper, but I was pretty yeah. impressed by the connection he made on that. But, you know. <laughs> but the yeah. thing is, like, don't forget, Manchester United plays better away from home than they do at home. I don't know, just maybe the pressure of being there, just kind of, I just don't see them as freely as yeah. when they play, they, you know, when they're away from home. Yeah. When they're at home, they're, they're You know what more. it is? It's probably seeing Sir Alex Ferguson in the stands, <laughs> thinking, oh my gosh, the legend is here. Oh no. I'm going to crap the bed, same yeah. thing, so. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, but it, I don't know, you're right, it's going to be interesting, the formation that he comes, the coach from Manchester United. I believe he's going to be a little conservative especially with you know trying to cover up his you know his back his, his defense back, yeah he does, definitely does not want to get right um knocked out in this also so he's probably yeah. gonna be a bit more conservative right. and i can see that i mean i think i think the counter will benefit them so be like okay say okay we'll yeah. give you the possession you can you can have the possession but we're just gonna pay you make you pay especially on with the counter. pace that they have yeah, oh with yeah Rashford, the Green Manchester United has a lot of pace up front. so yeah. I, I just Daniel James they might just say you know what do the hell with it? okay you can have the possession we're just gonna Connor and keep care behind, you know. So yeah. I think that's what that's gonna what's gonna happen. So. Yeah, I'm not feeling right. that. It's gonna be a good good, good, good second leg. But onto the game that, in my opinion, was actually the best game. It was the best game. It yeah. was the best game in the Europa League. Yeah. Ajax versus Roma. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Look at this man. <laughs> Looking being all happy and stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Two leg thing. <laughs> two legs. Okay. <laughs> but based on Let my dad celebrate you know for the yeah. first leg after the second I'll get us a different story <laughs> based on my dad's reaction you can tell based on his predictions for the Europa League you can tell Roma won so Roma won 2-1 to one, and this it, this game reminded me a lot of the PSG yep. Bayern game. Oh yeah, the oh, exact same. This was the PSG Bayern Europa League version. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like this entire game, Ajax dominated. Oh yeah, dominated Roma. Sorry to interrupt you, but do you know I was watching the game and they were saying that. Ajax has not beaten a Ger- an Italian team, team at home since nine, in like 03 or 02. Something. I don't know how many years. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. thank God I paid Roma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was so watching the perfect. game too. Yeah. And then somebody, there was a, a, a information like, oh, you know, Ajax has not beaten a Roman team. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank God I picked Roma there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the game and they said something like that. It said, I think it was from since 2002, 2003. Yeah. It was the last time that uh, Ajax hasn't been an Italian team away from right. home. <laughs> I was yeah, like, but, oh, uh, my goodness. But yeah, you know, Ajax played a, I thought they played a, a good game. They just, just like, you know, just like uh, Bayern in their game, they just couldn't put the chances away. Had the majority of the possession. They played well, attractive mm-hmm. football, you know, as Ajax normally does. Tadic missed the PK, you know, which definitely was, was not was not good. Um, and, uh, you know, get, Ajax gave up a few chances as well, you know, when there was 1-1. Klassen uh, had a nice little, a nice goal with a little 1-2 with, with Tadic, and you know, Roma didn't have much. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, Ajax goalkeeper let that one terrible, terrible free kick by Pellegrini go in, and then Ibanez had an absolute banger. You know, volley chest oh, and the yeah, volley for the second goal. So you know, Roma didn't really have much, but you know, just like PSG, they took advantage capitalized of the that they got. Yeah, they capitalized, and Ajax mm-hmm. just couldn't do that. So um, yeah, 
Yeah, literally, I was I was watching um, the PK, and he went right down the middle. Yeah. Right down the middle. Really? And yeah. He, did that, he went uh, right down the middle. Did they call it, did it move? Or? No, he didn't move. He just <laughs> parried into the yeah, side. Yeah, he just like, away. Oh, my. And I was Jacob, like, what are you doing? That definitely would have been a different game. 2-0 up, you know. 2-0 uh, at home. At home, yeah. So. You just, you know, you can still attack, but you, you control the game more at that point, you know. Right. You're a lot more comfortable in the game. You don't have to worry about, oh, shoot. And then Roma has to come to you, and then exactly. that's, you can expose them on that encounter. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that definitely would have been a game changer, but unfortunately for them and for Tadic, he couldn't you know convert the PK, which he normally does. So yeah, but it was it was a shocking because Ajax they they had so many chances. The second half, Quincy Promise had so many chances, yeah. and they just looked really good. They just couldn't finish. Yeah, it was Tadic just crazy. Had, uh, yeah, Ant- uh, Anthony the Brazilian had a couple chances. Tadic had the back heel that Paulo Lopez hit with his left foot. Mm-hmm. So. It was a good game. I was very, you know, I was, I was, yeah. It was, I was impressed watching. It was an exciting game. So, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll. I think it'll definitely be a really good second leg as well. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it should be. It should be really good. It's gonna be really good. It's gonna be like PSG Bayern, but right. Europa League edition. So if you basically just like to watch Champions League and not watch Europa, you should definitely at least watch this game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree on that. But on to the final game, which was Christian. You want to say their name? Dinamo Zagreb. Dinamo Zagreb versus Villarreal. I'm Czech. <laughs> so you guys don't know I'm Czech. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not Czech. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Villarreal winning 1-0. Uh, yeah, not going to lie, it was literally a penalty that... Yeah, Gerardo Moreno scored, you know. Dinamo Zagreb played a better game. They, played a, they had so many chances. Yeah, a lot of chances, you know. This is the team that knocked out Tottenham. Um, impressively, you know. They knocked him out last round, so... You know, I was I did pick Villarreal going through just because they have a bit more of, of quality. Right. Um, but you know, one nil isn't convincing enough for me to see Villarreal yeah. going through, especially with the way they play today. Yeah, it was away, but come on, you know. Yeah, that handball was very questionable as well. Yeah. Because so you can question, was it a natural position? Was it not? Right. It looked personally, I don't think it was BK because it looked like he was just running and he, you know, hit his hand. But hey, they called a BK for that, and that was the difference between the two clubs. But no, uh, they had a Dynamo Zagreb had definitely more chances this entire game than uh, Villarreal, and I was kind of shocked by that. Yeah. Even though yes, they did not have Tottenham, and we were expecting that, but it was just you know shocking because yeah. you weren't expecting a Croatian side to do that to Villarreal, a, right. a club that stature. Yeah, not at all. So. Really, really, really interesting. Yeah, it's um, gonna be interesting for the second leg, though. Yeah, good for Villarreal though. They got the away goal, so that's an important one, you know, at at home in Spain in the next leg. So that should, you know, should be good enough for them to get by with the players that they have. But as we saw last time, you know, even though Dinamo Zagreb was at home for the second leg against Tottenham, you know, you know they can they can definitely pull it through with the amount of chances if Dinamo that Dinamo had this game. If they just go ahead and capitalize them. In the second leg, you know, Villarreal could be going out in, in this round as well. So, yeah, yeah, I feel on that. Yeah, I think so. I think I don't, I, you know, I, like Christian was saying, I think that's something that they have to be careful. The only thing that they have, Villarreal has uh, in a, the advantage is that they have that coach that has, that used to coach Sevilla and he's he's a winner. He knows how to play this this tournament. Yeah, exactly. So that would be the only advantage that they have. But, um, and he'll probably know how, what to do to prepare the team, hopefully, right. you know, because... Obviously, like you said, they didn't play their best game, so but they can do better, and I think yeah. I, I just see them. It'll be sloppy, but I, I I still see them moving over, and even though with a close game, you know, 
for Maybe sure. Maybe a one-one or something, but it, they won't lose at home. Yeah, I feel on that. Yep. But that was it for the Europa League. Now onto some Serie A action, which was actually really interesting. Yeah. Uh, first was Inter versus Sassuolo. Inter winning two-one. Um, yeah, I just Inter dominated this game. They yeah. just played well. You know, Sassuolo they had they did a score goal, but you know they missed a PK. They they uh no actually they didn't call it a PK. Yeah. And then I was so as sorry to interrupt you. I was watching the in, the highlights, and um the defender from um uh, the team Sassuolo. Yeah. Sass- what do you say? Sassuolo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Italian. They, they basically the guy the defender is pulling his shirt. When you see on the replay, yeah. you see the defender is pulling his shirt. He falls back. But the way he fell was kind of like... He, he was trying he to sell it. He, he was to, trying to sell it, maybe. And it was really a, a foul. It could have been a yeah. PK. The ref doesn't call anything. They're arguing. They go the other way. And they scored a 2-1. Oh, my uh, It was like, oh, my God. And so it was one of those... Like I said, um, Inter, you know, like you said, they dominated. They did that, but... You know, it could have been another, and you know, differently if they uh, actually they could have even lost if yeah, they would have sure. called us go. You know, because they ended up scoring. You know, inter end up ended up scoring because the team was arguing that there was right. a PK, We're and focused. some of the players didn't pay attention. They're like, "Pat one," you know, it was a counter, boom, boom, two passes, goal. I'm like, "Oh right. shit!" Yeah, goal. and uh, one of the things too that you said this about like this inter team is that. Antonio Conte have tried, has tried different things with his team, uh-huh. but I think he's felt a lot more comfortable playing the counterattack yep. than he has been playing possession because obviously he's not yep. as creative as some of the other coaches out there. So, right. um, but I feel like what they're really good at is absorbing the pressure, and obviously when they put numbers forward, when you know when you have yep. two scoring machines like Lukaku and Martinez, you know yep. who actually scored in this game, you know they've uh, definitely been making a, the, that was a good finish. Actually, yeah. that's one that was actually. Um, was it was the name of the, uh, the Belgian guy? Uh, Lukaku. Lukaku. He passed on the ball, and yeah. then Martinez boom finished. Yeah, he's it. also yeah. Lukaku. Not many people Give think about credit. Lukaku. Yeah, his passing his, is. His is he's yeah, good. He's really, yeah, he definitely knows that uh, you know he can shoot a player off. He can play him a good oh, pass. He's a big guy. He's yeah, a big guy. He's huge. So yeah, and you yeah, know, obviously, he has a rocket for a left foot. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, when you put them both together, they're. And, and, and elite strike force so yep. definitely good for Inter and now they're you know they even open up the gaps so this was their game in hand now they have 11 they're 11 points clear wow. of second place Inter so yeah. I think this is this is it you know just like how so Man City is in the official. Prem yeah, yeah. I pretty yeah. much yeah. think the City has over what's more exciting now for the City has going to be who ends up getting those Champions League spots right. and who gets that last uh, you know fifth place Europa League so yeah. that's what I'm most interested in I agree in, on in that looking at. Yeah. speaking of Champions League spots in Serie A there was another game that happened that was major mm-hmm. for this and that was Juventus versus Napoli oh my and God. Juventus Winning 2-1. Didn't you guess that? Uh, I believe so. <laughs> Did you do 2-0? I don't remember. I may have done a 2-0 or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I said 1-1. I said a 1-1 draw. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I was so close. But, yeah. Juve with the 2-1 victory. Yeah, not gonna lie. They looked pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. Like, a... They actually put it together and made it gel for once. And yeah. It actually looked really good. Man... Chiesa. Chiesa. Oh my god. Yo. Yeah, if you haven't seen his assist on the on the first goal, oh my gosh. On a, it was Ronaldo's header, right? Uh, yeah. No, oh. it was a it was a driven it was a driven ball. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, right. It was a driven ball on the ground. Oh my god. Just, we were like two, three players. Bah, yeah. Bah, bah. 
He, I mean, he's like it was two of them, and he took yeah. he, he took one guy right, to his right, and then to the left, left, and then negged him around. Uh, yeah, when he went to the right, off, and then crossed it. Yeah. I'm like, what the? Oh, that I was, was sick. Yeah. I was like, that was Ooh. nasty. Yeah. <laughs> that was sick. I was like, yo, that was disgusting. I mean, he did a number on that. Yeah. Those guys. I mean, they didn't know what he should have just walked off the pitch. <laughs> After that, I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know. I would have just covered my head. I'm like, yeah. oh man, he's, I he's, just got dog. He's lucky there's no fans there. You I know. know. Oh my oh, god, my god. that would have been crazy. Oof. And if they were playing at their home, at the other, you know, Napoli's home, they would have been like, what are you doing, dude? With the like, lettuce and like, yeah, them. Tomatoes, black Tomatoes, yeah. <laughs> pasta, they'd be like, here's a pasta. Yeah, pa- <laughs> throw a meatball <laughs> at his face. <laughs> but yeah. That was crazy. That was that. Uh, I'm surprised that he hasn't been on ESPN, <laughs> you know, the way yeah, it was. I mean, that, it was a, right. that was a nice, I mean, that was a good, you know, obviously, Ronaldo finishing and all that. Everything was like packed, perfect. Good. Yeah, perfect. I mean, yeah, what was nice too was seeing you know our you know our old boy uh, Dybala mm-hmm. on the score sheet doing what he does so well. You know, taking yeah. the taking the touch and turning with it, and not even looking at the goal, just knowing exactly where it is yep. and just finishing it far post. Yeah, yes. whole finish. That's so nice. especially when it's on his left, his favorite left. Oh you yeah, can't, you can't allow that much space. Yeah, that's they, no, he, no one pressed him. It was easy. Yeah, and that's literally how he knocked us out of uh, champ of Barcelona out of Champions League. What back in twenty sixteen, just the uh, or was it seventeen? I can't remember. But um, but yeah, just just his awareness of knowing where the goal is at and where to to you know obviously he's more of a finesse player, just where to pass the ball or place it, you know, yeah. instead instead of his boot. So mm-hmm. great finish. And then Insigne, you know, he scores what like in the penalty ninetieth yeah, minute. So. Was that a PK? On Ossiman, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I say it's 50-50. Uh, I don't really think it was a PK. On, you gotta be like, yeah or nah. It's not a 50-50. To be yeah. honest, I don't personally. I wouldn't have called it as a PK. I would just call it as a flop and just keep playing. Yeah. But you know, ref <laughs> called it as a PK. I don't think it was. But hey, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I think you just want to make the last couple of minutes of stoppage time a bit more interesting. You know, yeah. true, <laughs> true. I feel you. But this is a big win for Juventus. Yeah, it brings definitely. them up to third yeah. place. So third massive, place, so. massive, massive win. So good for Juventus. I feel like you know they're gonna. I think Inter is gonna or AC is gonna continue to drop points because Juventus is only one point behind Milan now, oh, yeah. who hasn't been playing well for the past about month. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I think they they'll definitely Juventus shoot over overtake yeah. him and they'll finish second. Right before the season is over, I think they'll finish in second. Right, and then Napoli's in fifth with fifty six. You know, just two points behind Atalanta, who's in fourth. So I don't know. You know, if if Milan keep playing the way they do, they might end up in Champions League. They might end up in Europa. So you never know. Yeah, you know, never know. They're not playing well, so you know maybe it doesn't do them any good. Maybe they might. It'd be good to for them to finish fifth and yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe for Europe maybe, again. You know, maybe, maybe. But, keep, but hopefully, dreaming of the days. Yeah, of hopefully, hopefully they, they don't go. get knocked out by you know some easy teams and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you never know. But that those were the games that happened midweek. But we have some major, major predictions, oh, and yeah. the biggest one, y'all already know, is El Clasico. Yeah, buddy. And <laughs> let's dive into this, because y'all going to be ready for this El Clasico prediction. You're doing Clasico right now? No, no, we're doing El Clasico oh, right now. We're, last, doing, really. we're doing that for last. All we're right, saving that for the end. But me. first, we have some big Prem Masters coming up. First, we have West Ham versus Leicester City. So we got the third and fourth place teams facing Ooh. off against each other, yeah. which is insane. So... Obviously, Leicester coming off a 2-0 loss to Man City. 
and West Ham coming off a major 3-2 victory over Wolves with them playing really well. And obviously, Leicester not playing in the so first half. hot. In the first <laughs> half. In the, yeah, in the first half. But they, they, I think they're, West Ham's a really good one-half team. Yeah. Right? But if you give them like you know, two halves... They're not really good. We saw that against Arsenal. Unfortunately, it's like it's a two-half game. So. Yeah, we saw that against hell. We saw that against Arsenal. They lost two nil. Yeah, yeah. No, three three. They tied three yeah, three, yeah. and oh, it was God. crazy. Dude, but almost came back and tied it. Yeah, exactly. Of that, but yeah. Chris, tell me what's going to happen this game between um, West Ham and Leicester. You know, I really was impressed by the by the first half that West Ham did, but against Leicester, I think Leicester just has a slight advantage over them. Um, you know, when you also saw James Madison come in into the second half against Man City, who he had a couple of chances. Obviously, you know, he seemed a little bit rusty because he's, you know, obviously trying to get over an injury, trying to get some, you know, some minutes, some fitness. So I still think Leicester's going to win this game. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll go for a tie. I'll go for a 1 uh, 1 draw in okay. this game. That prediction for this game? Um, I think um, it's gonna be a two to one West Ham. It's gonna be two one West Ham. Okay. Yeah, I think um, like you said, they're probably they're not gonna they're not a team that I haven't seen a, them f- play both halves great. They always play one half great, the other one semi great. Yeah. So I think, but they'll be able to be up. They'll be like one one zero at halftime. And then in the second half, it'll be a, you know it's gonna end up one one, so the total will be two to one. So I think uh, West Ham will beat them two to one. Cool. Okay, I yep. feel you. So my prediction. Um, okay, so as you all know, I'm a big Jesse Lingard fan. You're also a big Nacho fan. I'm a big Nacho fan. <laughs> and so, Duan Zapata, but he's not playing this game. Yeah, and we're not talking about Duan Zapata. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so we have two of my favorite players playing this game with Clutch and Nacho, and Jesse Lingard playing this game. So. Uh-oh. I'm going to say, Jesse Lingard being in his form, eight appearances, Ooh. six goals, four assists, Clutchy and Nacho, six, what, in his last four games, five games, six goals, hmm, mm. which team will make it on top? In my mm. opinion, mm. Battle to the Death, Battle to the death. <laughs> I think it's going to be West Ham. No. I'm going to say 3-1, oh, 3-1 West Ham. Against Leicester? Jesse Lingard. Oh, Brendan Rodgers is wow. not going to be happy with you, bro. I Jeez. mean, hey, Je- Brendan Rodgers, I love you as a manager, but hey, Jesse Lingard is playing. He's on fire right now. He's player of the month. Hey, he's, he's hot right now. He's, <laughs> he's on fire. Jesse Lingard is on fire. Awesome. Lingardinho. Lingardinho. But <laughs> yeah, right. those are our predictions for that game. So, on to the next one. We have Tottenham. Versus Manchester United. Let's get it. That is a massive, massive game. So currently, United obviously sitting in second place. Um, Yeah, and Tottenham sitting in sixth, but only two points behind for a European spot. So, Dad, tell me. And obviously, United coming off a big win against Granda. Granada, Granada, <laughs> uh, my bad, my bad, Granada, and uh, playing on the weekend there, um, hey, 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 that's the joke, that's the joke of the podcast, but, um, and then they're also, um, they had a victory on the weekend versus, who they face in the weekend? Man, you, they beat uh, Brighton. Brighton, yeah, they beat Brighton, and uh, obviously Tottenham tying um, Newcastle. Newcastle 2-2, so obviously one team's 
doing pretty well. One team's doing okay. Yeah. So, uh, Dad, tell me what's gonna happen this game. Um, well, uh, like you just put, you just summarize basically the way one team is playing better than the other. So I think Manchester United will beat them either two nothing. Okay. And I think Tottenham will be, you know, score. I think uh, then, you know, if they score one, I would be lucky. But you know, I, I just see Manchester United winning either two one or two zero. So I'll I'll stay with the two zero. Okay. Yep. Chris, want your prediction on this one? Uh, I keep getting let down by Spurs. So, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to say Spurs is going to win. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> two to one. Um, probably won't happen, but that's what I want to see. So, I'm going to go with the two-one winner of uh, Spurs over Man U. Okay. Wow. Well, also, Jose Mourinho is going up against his old club. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. he's facing his old club. So yeah, he's been he... talking a lot of smack, trying to get some, you know, some... Some fire under his players, but it hasn't really been working. But uh, yeah, hopefully, for, um, I, I'm gonna see for for this match is gonna work. Yeah. yeah um, so work. am I? So I say, so United obviously coming off a massive win in uh, Europa League, and Tottenham they've been playing iffy. Yeah. Obviously losing to um, Dynamo. Uh, Dynamo Zagreb. Dynamo Zagreb isn't a good confidence booster for your club at all. And and, then, I don't, yeah. and obviously losing to Arsenal earlier in the season and tying Newcastle last yeah, week. Yeah, tying Newcastle. They're just not playing well. So they yeah, are. they're just not playing well. And obviously United, they're a more consistent team. They're obviously second in the Prem, so they're obviously you know they're not you know something to sleep on. Yeah. But yeah, I say, I say, not gonna lie, I don't like either team, but I'm gonna say United's gonna win this game like two one. I think United's going to win 2-1. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. feel, I feel that's cool. cool. But good. that's enough of the Prem. We're talking about La Liga now. Liga. The best league, in our opinion. But, hey, we move. <laughs> so, the first game, which has major intentions for the next game we're going to talk about, yeah. is Real Betis versus Atletico Madrid. Uh, obviously, Betis being in sixth place, um, they're tied with Real Sociedad. For in for, which is in fifth, so that's a European spot, and obviously Atletico Madrid being in first place, you only know, one point, only one point, <laughs> two, one point behind Barca, you know, ahead of Barcelona. So, tell me how this game is going to go, Chris. Um, so a lot they have two important misses this game. So players that are going to miss this match are Luis Suarez and what? Marcos Llorente. Why? They both got a, a, a card. Too many yellows? Too many yellows last game. Wow. And, you know, as, as we know, Llorente and Suarez have been both players that have contributed to most of, of uh, Atletico Madrid's goals this season. So both of them being out is definitely crucial. Real Betis, at the same time, is not a team to sleep on, you know? They, oh, have, yeah. they have great players, you know, they got Fekir, Canales, you know, they got some, some good players in that, in that squad that... Uh, that can pull, you know. That can that can bite you in the butt, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. They. Um, and they play like Barcelona. They they play yeah. a touch game. You know, they're not a. I I like. Yeah, you know, I see them play whenever they play against Real Madrid. I mean, uh, Barcelona. They always play them really tight. So. Yeah. So yeah, you're right, they're very tough team. So. Yeah, when they face Barcelona this season, they they just lost three to two, but um, yeah. for this game, I'm gonna say Real Betis is gonna pull it off for us. I'm gonna say. Uh, Oh, I'm gonna give it a one 0 win, Real Whoa. Betis. Okay, I like that. I like that. Dad, that. Your prediction for the game? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be a one-one. I mean, I think I would love for Real, um, 
for Atletico Madrid to lose, yeah. but I just think they'll. I think they're playing at home, right? Uh, they no, they yeah, so playing. they have to travel again to Seville because they just played against Sevilla oh. last weekend, and they have to go back to Seville to play against Betis. Oh my god! So oof. Okay, well then, uh, well, I don't want to copy your score, so I'm gonna stay with the one-one. I think it'll be. <laughs> let's see, one-one will be a score for me. Okay, I think it's actually gonna be nil-nil. No, no. I don't think okay. anyone's gonna score. Um, I just don't trust with Suarez and Lorente out of the lineup. I don't trust. Anyone scoring outside of them, maybe Jao Felix, but Jao Felix has been inconsistent this season. Yes. You know, I thought Madrid has been inconsistent, losing, you know, beating Getafe one nil, losing Sevilla one nil. You know, they lose these close games and they can't finish. And you know, that's what they're lacking this season is finishing. So I think they're gonna their defense is gonna hold up against Real Betis, and I think they're just not gonna be able to finish this game. So I'm gonna say a nil nil, nil nil draw. But on to the massive, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest game we've been waiting for this entire season is here. Real Madrid versus Barcelona. El Clasico. El Clasico. Ooh. Oh, and man. this game has major implications to it because if Atleti drop points in this game, if they dr- lose against Betis, and the, win- and the winner of this game would overtake them for the number one spot. Mm-hmm. So... Enough chit chat about all this. Let's get into these and make our predictions. Oh. Chris, who you got? Well, you think this game's gonna go down? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't say Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us are gonna say Madrid. Yeah, no, we can't. So. Sorry. We can't. Even if we, even if Barcelona's playing bad, uh, sorry, I will still take right. Barcelona. I'll talk a bit more about. I think you know. What's most impressive is Barca. You know, in November, we're sitting in 14th place. You know, right. and now they're just one point away from, you know, potentially potentially <laughs> surpassing Atletico Madrid, you know. And what's interesting, too, is in this game, this game's on Saturday. El Clasico Saturday, um, Betis Madrid is Sunday. So, as we know, Atletico does not do well under pressure. So, yeah. if Barcelona, even whoever wins this game, right, Atletico's going to be thinking, oh, crap, you know. Both the, either both these teams are tied with points. You know, or say they both draw, right? right. But if say if, if Real Madrid wins, they're tied with points with Barcelona, both sitting at what like sixty five. Sixty five. Yeah, and then Atletico's gonna be at sixty six. So yeah. um either way it's not gonna be looking good for Atletico, but I'm not talking about them right now. I'm saying Barcelona is gonna win at in Alfredo Di Stefano. Their 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 second the new, um, the new stadium. Yeah, their their second stadium. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a I'm going to say Vinicius scored all his goals in the Champions League. I'm going to say Barca wins 2 0. What? Okay. Messi scoring one. And I'll give it to Dembele. <laughs> no, I'll give it to Griezmann. You know, Griezmann <laughs> just had his third, his third child born today, so he's going to score today, and he's going yeah. to dedicate it to his, to his family. Kid. All right. That's wow. That's pretty good. All right. So I guess I can go next. All yeah. right. So. I will say it's gonna be a two to one. I mean, we. I don't think we're gonna be able to shut them down. I think they just they, they are gonna put pressure on us, and we are gonna have we're gonna they're gonna put us on a lot of pressure, like um, you know, because they do have some talent talent up front. So, and our defense is not the greatest. So I believe we are gonna be a little more defensive and gonna be playing the counter on them. 
and the possession might be on more on Real. It'll be very close, or the Real Madrid will have a little bit more, like a 65, uh, 55 to 50, you know, 45, one of those. It'll be very close uh, possession of, of the ball, and I think uh, it'll benefit us because we'll be, Dembele will be up front, and, Bars and Messi will be right behind him, and he'll be fishing, just like we did against... Um, Sevilla when yeah. we beat them well, that, I think we're going to use the same strategy where they'll Messi and Dembele are going to be up front Messi behind and receiving the balls and just feeding them and then maybe um, I think we'll beat them 2-1 to one. Okay, cool. I see you yeah. I see you So obviously Madrid they've been playing pretty good mm -hmm. um, beating Ibar on the weekend being Liverpool but those sides aren't as good, in my opinion, or isn't as form as Barcelona. Barcelona has been playing really well, even though we were did look susceptible. Susceptible. I can't say that word. Susceptible. 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 There you go. Against Valladolid on the weekend. Even though, yes, but I think, in my opinion, Barca has been playing really well. When they play three back, when they play that three back formation, yeah. that three four, that three four two with um, Dembele and Messi up front, they've been playing really well, and obviously Madrid not having Ramos and not having Veron yeah. in the back, I think Messi's gonna you know have a lot of space to roam around, and obviously you still have Casemiro, you still have that midfield trio, so I think obviously you know Messi very well, yeah. but Messi's just a whole different beast, and I think especially when he's on, especially when he's on. Especially we've seen Messi go off in El Clasico's and yeah. Well, don't it, forget these arrivals. They don't really, even if you know what he's gonna do, you know he's just gonna he's gonna bring it. And don't forget Barcelona had a week to rest. Real Madrid right. just they played, played on they Tuesday. Tuesday, so they you know less days to rest. Uh, I mean, obviously Barcelona cannot be. They have to come to oh. ready to play because you know, but Real Madrid is gonna try to score quickly like they always do because. Barcelona likes to play from the back, da da da. They might score, you know, they might beat us like in the first five minutes, they might score one on us. But then I think we have to, you know, we'll come down and we'll start moving. That's why I think two to one would be the score because of the fact that they'll, yeah. we'll just keep them, That's you know, the they might, they might uh, score one on us the first 15 minutes because I think we start normally slow and Real Madrid is going to come with everything. To yeah. Score, so yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see. obviously Benzema's still up top, yeah. so he's still a threat. Oh, always. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think I think it's gonna be one like a crazy El Clasico. I think it's gonna be remind me of remember the 2017-2018 when Messi three two three two when Messi held the jersey up. Yeah. I think it's gonna be the same scoreline. <laughs> Messi's just gonna, but then, I think he's gonna win, score the winning goal. Okay. I think Messi's gonna score at least a brace. Newsman mm -hmm. is gonna score one. Cool, cool. Wow. Yeah, and then Madrid. Obviously, our defense is suspect, so I think Definitely. you know they're going to score at least a couple because Benzema he's been in really good form as of late, and um, so yeah, I'm not you know I'm not, I don't hate on Madrid, but it's a El Clasico, so of course I'm going to hate on. I think we'll be okay defensively. You know, we got. Um, I think they're going to play with Langley. You know, with the three backs, we play Langley, Araujo, and Minguesa. You know, you think he's gonna start? Um, he's hurt, is he? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, he's hurt. I forgot. Yeah, so I think we're gonna. That's where we're gonna play. Um, obviously you're gonna have Jordi Alba, Dest on the wing backs, and that has been essential for us too. In mm -hmm. that, in that three position, two speedy players, 
know, they got Vinicius on, on the left or the right side, you know, and, and luckily Minguesa is, has some pace on him as well, so him and him and Des will I think they'll be able to I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that they're gonna They'll be able to contain Vinicius's his pace, you know. Um, so yeah, along with the Rojo, Rojo can think. Can Arojo, yeah, he's, yeah. he's fast. He's fast. So being how as tall as he is, you know. Yeah. So I think he'll be essential right there in the middle, and in, in between um, the other two center backs. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I'm I'm pretty confident going into this game, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, like you know, it's a classical. You never know. Yeah, we never know. Yeah, but it's a rivalry. You know, whoever shows up to play that game. Is gonna win, yeah. and if those teams shows show up to ball out, it's gonna be to the very end. So yeah, it's gonna be. Can't wait! I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be so good, especially if Barcelona wins. Oh, right to the top of the so league. The anticipation we, is to the top. To the top of the league we go. Hopefully, yeah. To the double, right. the double lads. Potentially, potentially the double. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and then all we can just quiet all the haters. Right, Barca's still on top. <laughs> Even at though, least in Spain. At least in Spain. Right. Not in, Not Europe. in Europe, but Spain. In yeah. Spain, we can say that. Baby Let's steps, baby steps, baby steps. steps. <laughs> but yeah, that is the end of the episode, y'all. It's been a pleasure to provide this episode for y'all. Obviously, we have a, such a strong pass for this game. And we just love doing these episodes for y'all. And, yeah, we just love watching these games for y'all. And dissecting them, giving our opinions is just awesome. And I'm glad we got to do it for y'all. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Of course. I mean, I just literally just got out. Just never say Granada ever again. You'll be right. I'll try. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try not to. Hopefully, they lose against United. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be hard to. I'm gonna say their name against. after this freaking quarterfinals. Right. But yes, so that is the end of the episode. Any final words from both any both of y'all? Any final words you would like to say? No, just uh, you know, thank you for inviting me again, and uh, look forward to maybe next time participating for sure thank you yeah always a pleasure having you and yeah, as you, always guys you know ktp ktv baby well you know he's gonna be back for daniel lazo classic we're gonna be raining <laughs> oh, for oh, that yeah. he's gonna be raining for that for at least a good depending solid, how it goes depending on how it goes <laughs> he's gonna be raining on this game for like a week right oh yeah we all will probably so. probably <laughs> but we love y'all stay safe and peace peace out guys